Specialty Stories Podcast, session number 21. Whether you're a pre-med or a medical student, you've answered the calling to become a physician. Soon you'll have to start deciding what type of medicine you'll want to practice. This podcast will tell you the stories of specialists from every field to give you the information you need to make sure you make the most informed decision possible when it comes to choosing your specialty. Welcome to the Specialty Stories Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray. I'm your host here for today, all day, or at least for these 30 minutes. (laughs) Today, I don't have an interview for you. I have another match data breakdown, this time around general surgery. Now, general surgery is interesting because similar to internal medicine, it is the gateway to a lot of subspecialties. And so as you listen to the data here, remember that it's not just for those looking to be general surgeons their whole life. It's people that are looking to go possibly into other subspecialties. And these are subspecialties that we will have on the podcast in the future. So Things um, like surgical oncology, colorectal surgery, there's surgical critical care, minimally invasive surgery. There are a lot of of things that you can go on and do after your general surgery residency. So let's go ahead and dive in to the data. Now the data, just like always, I'm pulling from the NRMP. So if you Google 2016 match data NRMP, it will bring up the data for you. And actually, I I was mistaken. This is the newest 2017 data. I googled 2016, but it gave me the newest data. Google is smart. So the 2017 data is now available. The match happens in March of every year. And so as I'm recording this in April, the or in May, the, the new data is already available, which is great. So general surgery, there are a lot of positions available. There are 267 programs around. And just to give you an idea, there are 236 psychiatry residencies. There are 204 pediatric residencies. So it kind of gives you an idea that Maybe something's a little off. There's more gen surge than pediatrics. We need to take care of our kiddos too. Um, There are 241 OBGYN residencies. So a lot of, there are a lot of surgical residencies. And there are two pathways into general surgery. And pathways isn't the right term, but there there are categorical residency programs. And maybe you've heard that term before on this podcast, if you listen to, or if you've done some research, a categorical program is one where you apply to the program from medical school. And that's where you're going to do your five years of general surgery residency. And then there are prelim surgery positions, and there are more prelim surgery positions than there are categorical. And somebody who's doing a surgical prelim can do it because they are going into a surgical subspecialty straight out of residency or straight out of medical school, and it requires them to do their PGY one year separate from their their categorical residency, whatever they're doing. 
And so there are lots of those programs, but I'm, I'm not going to break down the prelim programs. I'm only going to talk about the full five-year categorical surgery program. So 267 programs for categorical surgery. Out of those 267 programs, there are 1,281 spots. So a lot of spots. There are uh, almost five spots at each program. The interesting thing here is that there are not a ton of students that are applying for these categorical programs. So, and by students, I mean U.S. seniors, because that's how the NRMP breaks down the data here. Under number of applicants, if you're looking at table one with me on the 2017 data, when you're looking at this data, for the 1,281 spots, there were only 1,383 U.S. seniors that, are, that applied. There were almost 2,400 total applicants, and so those, again, are, uh, for the purposes of this data, U.S. seniors equals seniors at an allopathic medical school, so an MD medical school. And this doesn't include seniors from a, or not seniors, but this doesn't include graduates of an MD medical school. This is only students who are still in school. So somebody that took some time off to do some research or maybe didn't match the first time, these aren't included in the U.S. senior numbers. So almost 2,400 total applicants to general surgery as a categorical. And there were still three unfilled programs. So a lot of people matching, 99.6% um, matched, or 99.6% of the spots were filled. So um, there, there are a lot of people applying, and most of them are going filled. The interesting thing that I'll just mention briefly if you don't match in a categorical spot, it's typically pretty easy to do a supplemental offer and acceptance program, the SOAP program, which used to be called Scramble. There were um, only 61.7% of those spots were filled. So it's very easy typically to, to do a SOAP into a program if you don't match in a surgical program. But assuming your stats are decent, uh, you're a good person, you're probably going to match in Zen Surge because it's, it's, um, it's not overly competitive for U.S. seniors, which is interesting. And we'll break down some numbers on osteopathic students as well a little bit further on. So looking at table two of the NRMP match data, again for 2017 now, not 2016 anymore, table two breaks down the types of applicants for each specialty. And for categorical surgery, again, there were 1,281 physicians, 1,276 of those filled, so five empty spots at, I think it was three programs or four programs, I already forget from table one, it was three programs that went unfilled. And so looking at table two, 1,005 of the 1,276 were U.S. seniors, 74 were U.S. grads, so students that either didn't match the first time or didn't bother matching. They didn't apply because they were doing research or something else. And so those were 74. So total of U.S., so allopathic MD students, these were 1,079 
of the 1,276. Osteopathic students made up 64 of the 1,276, so not terrible. And U.S. international medical graduates made up 62. So this is an interesting number. And something that gets debated a lot in the pre-med world is, do I go to a U.S. DO school or do I go to an international MD school? Caribbean typically is, is where students go to. And looking at the data here for GenSurge, if this is something you're interested in, there were 64 students that matched from U.S. osteopathic schools and 62 from uh, international medical schools, So, but, but still U.S. grads. So only two different. I'd like to see the specific numbers of total applicants. So what's, what was the acceptance rate for those 64 osteopathic students and the acceptance rate for the 63 U.S. international medical graduates? So that's a, an interesting thing. What's more interesting here is that more than the 64 and 62, there were 71 non-U.S. international medical graduates that matched into general surgery. That is a, a peculiar number for me and not something I thought I would really see. So it just goes to show you that I, I think there's still a high demand for general surgery spots. And so they're taking as many people as possible and they're taking the most qualified. And a lot of those happen to be non-U.S. citizen international medical graduates. Moving on to table three on the NRMP 2017 match data. Table three looks at the total number of positions offered from 2013 to 2017. It's interesting that I think this is the fourth time I've done a look at the match data. And, and the numbers always seem to be very, very consistent. And so surgery is no different. Looking at the categorical surgery programs, it's gone 4.4 to 4.5 every year. And basically 4.5 every year, 2017 was 4.4% increase. So it's growing at a, a good steady pace and hopefully continues that way if you're interested in general surgery. Looking at table seven, which shows the number of U.S. seniors that are being accepted compared to all applicants over the course of the last five years, what's interesting is as the number of seats have increased, the number of spots at each program have increased uh, all the way up to 1,281 for 2017, the, the U.S. seniors are increasing as well. And that's a good thing. It means that more U.S. students are, and, and specifically here, allopathic students, general surgery is becoming more and more popular to fill this increasing need for spots. And so not necessarily a good thing for DO students, not necessarily a good thing for U.S. international medical grads because the demand is rising among U.S. seniors as there are more spots. And actually, Table 8 shows that broken down a little bit more, looking at the actual percentage of U.S. seniors for each of the programs. So actually, back in 2013, the, the percentage of U.S. seniors was almost 81%. It dropped down to 76.5%, went back up to 80 back down to 76.5%, and uh, is creeping back up to 78.5%. So looking at the raw numbers skews it a little bit. Actually, looking at the percentages... Um, shows that 
it, it took a little bit of a dip uh, in 2016 and is on its way back up, but not where it was back in 2013. So maybe the demand's not as high as I would have said looking at the uh, table seven. And one of the my favorite tables here, table nine, shows you the percentage of of applicants that matched into a given field compared to the rest as a, as a whole. So if you look at um, surgery, uh, surgery categorical, 4.6% of all applicants that matched in all fields, 4.6 of them matched into, into surgery. And so it's up there just to give you an idea. Internal medicine, obviously huge at uh, 25.5%. Family medicine, obviously 11.5%. Emergency medicine, uh, 7.5%. Uh, to give you an idea of where it lies, what's interesting, categorical psychiatry is at 5.4% more than uh, surgery, which is great. And pediatrics at 9.7% of all applicants are matching uh, in pediatrics. So 4.6% of all applicants are all uh, of those that matched matched into a categorical surgery. Table 11 looks specifically at osteopathic students who have matched into PGY1 spots as as a whole. So similar to the last table, but looks this one looks specifically at osteopathic students and as expected, it general surgery has a lot less total um, osteopathic students matching into that so percentage-wise as the whole. So again, looking at all specialties adding up to 100, surgery was only 2.2% of all osteopathic students that matched into a allopathic general surgery categorical program. And again, just looking at this raw data where a lot of students will take this is looking at this and going, oh, it's harder to get into a an allopathic an MD general surgery residency as a DO student if this is what I want to do then I should probably only apply to MD programs and where I like to offer a different view is that again if osteopathic schools are doing a good job at recruiting students that meet this quote unquote osteopathic philosophy and are looking at recruiting and are attracting more students that are interested in primary care, then there should obviously be a lot less that are matching into a surgical program. So that's just a different view. Now moving down a little bit into figure six of the 2017 match data, Figure six shows percentages of unmatched U.S. seniors and independent applicants. So independent, again, outside of the U.S. seniors, which for these purposes are considered U.S. allopathic students, those that are still in school. And general surgery had one of the higher unmatched rates at 20.7. It was roughly fifth, uh, eighth on the list maybe. Um, but the majority of those are unmatched independent applicants, so non-allopathic students, non-MD seniors. And the unmatched U.S. seniors was only 9.6. Uh, 
which is still high compared to a lot of the other specialties. So it is getting more and more competitive, it seems. And this is a trend that I've, I've just heard speaking to others, that general surgery is becoming more and more competitive as there are more options available for these subspecialties and, and fellowships afterwards. Now, earlier on, I talked about how there were three programs that went unfilled. Table 18 actually breaks down the SOAP process and looking at the SOAP process for categorical surgery. There were three programs that needed to fill five spots, and all three programs filled those five spots through the SOAP process. Now, not to leave out the osteopathic students out there, looking at the National Mass Matching Service data for 2016, the 2017 data isn't out yet for, for the different program types. There were 49 programs in the general, general surgery world for osteopathic students and 155 positions. 149 of those positions were filled and six went unfilled. Now, the data that the, the um, National Matching Service gives isn't as robust as the NRMP, so I don't know if there were a lot more applicants than these 155 spots and a lot went unmatched or if there just weren't that many applicants. So that's a, a question that should be asked. Now, moving on to the charting the outcomes for the NRMP, and this is 2016 data. I don't have the new 2017 data for that. I really like chart three, which shows the match rates. And I talked about it already a little bit back uh, with the other, um, just the, the regular match data showing that the, the unmatched percentage is pretty high for general surgery. The charting the outcomes shows it even better, showing a 83% match rate for U.S. allopathic seniors for general surgery. And just to give you an idea of what some of the other lower specialties look like, dermatology at 77%, neurosurgery at 76%, orthopedics at 75%, plastics at 77%, and vascular surgery at 71. So general surgery is right there with all of the other general uh with all of the other surgery subspecialties. And one of my favorite 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 charts is the median number of contiguous ranks of US allopathic seniors. And so this chart shows you for students that matched and those who didn't how many programs they ranked on their rank list when they submitted. And those that matched ranked 13 as a median number. Those that did not match ranked five. This is chart four in charting the outcomes for 2016, which means, and I've said it before on the other ones as well, the other, the other episodes where I've broken down the match data. If you are picky about where you go or if you didn't get an opportunity to apply or to interview at a lot of spots, maybe because your stats weren't that good and you maybe you were applying a little bit above your, your pay grade, so to speak, then, then you have a lot less chance of matching. So those are uh, some interesting numbers. 
looking at things like AOA general surgeries, pretty low for AOA students. The Alpha Omega Alpha, which is the honor society for medical students showing good academic success in medical school. For those that matched, only 17% of the, the seniors, the U.S. allopathic seniors, were AOA. And looking at something like uh, plastic surgery, 52% were, or dermatology, 53% were. So it's on the lower end for a surgical subspecialty, or a surgical specialty, rather. Looking at the summary of statistics, which is table GS1 and charting the outcomes, General surgery, those that match in general surgery have a decent step one score, 235. Those that did not match, a 218. So again, big difference there in step scores. And so it's one of those things where you need to be very realistic with your chances of, of matching. If you don't match, why is it? And it could be because your step score isn't high enough. The average step two score, or rather the, the mean step two score, 247 for those that matched, only 231 for those that did not. All right, so now getting into what I love, the Medscape lifestyle and compensation reports. Again, if you just Google Medscape lifestyle report 2017 and Medscape compensation report 2017, these are two separate reports that Medscape puts out every year. And so for the lifestyle report, more than 14,000 physicians, over 30 specialties are responding in this survey. And like you should know, or maybe you don't know, it's a survey. So the numbers aren't always the, the best data-wise because it's surveys. So take that with a grain of salt, everything that I'm going to say. So if you look at the lifestyle report, slide two talks about who is the most burned out. And general surgery is lower down on the list, which is great, only at 49%. It's, it's more than halfway down the list, which is good. But when you look at the next slide, how severe is your burnout? Surgery is higher up on the list at 4.3. Uh, I don't know where this number, oh, it's a scale of one to seven. One equals, it does not interfere with my life. Seven equals it is so severe that I'm thinking of leaving medicine altogether. So 4.3, which is uh, above the, the middle there, I guess, of 3.5. Later on, it talks about which physicians are happiest at work and outside of work. General surgery is, is higher up on the list with happiness at work at 35% and outside of work at 69%. So on the, on the higher end, of the scale there. All right, and moving on to the 2017 Medscape Physician Compensation Report, general surgery, as you may expect, being a surgical specialty, is higher up on the list with an average annual salary of $352,000. What's above it is anesthesia. What's below it, ophthalmology. So uh, a decent living, uh, very, very good living as a general surgeon. Although if you think about the lifestyle and everything else, it's, it's harder. So you're compensated for that harder lifestyle. Looking at the, the increases year over year, general surgery had a 9% increase, which is decent. 
Now, the number of physicians who feel fairly compensated for general surgery is lower at only 48%. So a lot of general surgeons thinking they're not compensated well enough, even though they're on the higher end at $352,000 a year. This compensation report, I'm not sure why this isn't in the lifestyle report, but the compensation report has uh, the survey if a person, if a specialist would choose medicine again, and general surgery is right around the middle at 77% of general surgeons would choose medicine again. And only 82% said they would choose the same specialty, which is a little uh, on the, it's on the lower half. Uh, of the numbers there. So that is all of the information for general surgery. Hopefully that was helpful for you if you are interested in general surgery or you're not sure what you are interested in yet. Going through these numbers, it's kind of eye-opening to see what is going on in the world when it comes to matching and physicians that are happy and making money and those that aren't and everything else surrounding a specific specialty. So hopefully that was useful. We will hopefully have some more interviews for you coming up. If you have any ideas, if you have any physicians that you would like to be interviewed here on the Specialty Stories podcast, let me know, ryan at medicalschoolhq.net. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week here at Specialty Stories.